This summer at Kenilworth Union Church, we're following the ministry of Jesus as that is told to us by the Gospel according to Luke. These passages come from the Revised Common Lectionary. It's a very familiar passage from Luke chapter 10. A lawyer is asking Jesus, who is my neighbor? And Jesus replies, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him and beat him and left him for dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road. And when the priest saw the man, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place where the man lay, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him. And when the Samaritan saw the man, he was moved with pity. And he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring oil and wine on them. And then the man put this person on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper and said, take care of him and when I return, I will repay you whatever you spend. And then Jesus turned to the lawyer and said, which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among thieves? And the lawyer said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said, Go and do likewise. Pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So Jesus' little story is minuscule, exactly 191 words or about the length of one of those TikTok videos Sylvie figured out long before the rest of us. Plus, it never happened. Jesus made it up. And yet it's possible that this little story has had a greater impact on more people in more ways, in more places, at more times, across more centuries than anything else that's ever been written down. And so today we have Good Samaritan hospitals, we have Good Samaritan food kitchens and soup pantries and homeless shelters, we have Good Samaritan colleges, there is a Samaritan counseling center, there are even Good Samaritan laws to protect the helpers. And so Jesus tells us that a man was traveling the Jericho Road when he is mugged and left for dead. And it was his own pathetic fault. He should never have been out there by himself. The Jericho Road is notorious for brigands, hooligans, and carjackers, or whatever passed for carjackers in first century Palestine. And then Jesus takes a roundhouse punch to the jaw of religion itself when he says, along comes a priest. Instantly we get his point, because we all know priests. Katie and Christine and I are priests. Priests preach the sermons, celebrate the Eucharist, baptize the babies, marry the lovers, and bury the dead. They are supposed to be pious, devout, holy, and sympathetic. But not this guy. He's got somewhere important to go and can't be bothered, so he crosses to the other side of the street. But Jesus is not done smacking religion around yet, so he goes on. Along comes a Levite. Levites were so named because they were the descendants of Jacob's third son, Levi, and they were not priests, but almost. They helped the priests around the temple, or in our, in our case, around the church. And so John Sharp is a Levite. Lisa Bond is a Le Sylvie's a Levite. 
Anybody who works for a church but doesn't baptize the babies preach the sermon is a Levite. They too were supposed to be devout, pious, holy, and sympathetic. Fortunately, in our case, Sylvie, Lisa, and John are, but not the guy in Jesus' story because he makes like the priest and crosses by on the other side of the road. And then Jesus says, along comes, along comes, along comes, you fill in the blank with whomever you like least. A proud boy, a gang member, an opioid pusher, a drunk. But it turns out that this guy whom nobody likes ends up being the hero in Jesus' little story. Because when he sees the victim, he patches up his wounds, piles him into the back seat of his BMW, drops him off at the nearest hotel, and then gives his credit card to the desk clerk so that he will be taken care of until he recovers. And so Jesus' dangerous little story has made such an impact, pun intended, because it does two things for us. It vastly maximizes our definition of neighbor to include the other, the different, the alien, the misunderstood, and even the despised. So it expands our definition of neighbor. It also rearranges our priority. It tells us that the man in the ditch is our priority. That's the most important thing to you. Nothing is more important. Not the appointment you have to keep, not the sermon you have to preach, not the speech you have to give, not the paper you have to write, and not the job you can't be late for. You remember that spectacular mid-century modern where Cameron crashes his father's beloved 1961 Ferrari through the floor-to-ceiling windows to the ravine below in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's in Highland Park. Now, I don't know if this house has become a sacred shrine for worshipful pilgrims like the Home Alone house in Winnetka, but maybe it should. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Weird Science, 16 Candles, and Risky Business all come from there. The producer of Risky Business says that movie is all about white boys off the lake. There wasn't a murder in Highland Park for 21 straight years from 2000 to 2021, 2020. And now the violence we thought was far off has come near to a middle-class high school like Columbine or a fairy tale New England town like Newtown or an historic AME church in Charleston or a Hispanic town in Texas. This morning, Doogie and I walked to Nick Corwin Park. It's about a block from my house. Nick died in 1988. He was eight years old. Many of us remember Nancy and Richard Langert. They were killed in 1990. It happened in Winnetka before it happened anywhere else. 
And so I have no words of wisdom for you after this unthinkable tragedy. It just takes my words away. But as I read Jesus' sacred but dangerous little story, my mind goes to all the helpers in Highland Park. The police officers who identified this creep within minutes and located him within hours. The parents who stood between their children and 83 bullets. The Americans who donated $3 million to a two-year-old orphan. And the doctors who received the wounded in our area hospitals. One emergency room doctor said, It was a good day because I healed the wounds and repaired the broken. There was nowhere to turn. And so a retired nurse named Karen Britton welcomed 30 of them into her own home. She says, there were all these parents with children, so I just started grabbing them and hauling them inside. She watched over them for hours. She put on Disney movies for the kids and made food for everybody. One young mother said she was absolutely our guardian angel guiding us to safety. Others in her little complex helped in the same way. One of them said, when they arrived, they were strangers. And when they left, they were friends. The person in the ditch is our priority. Sylvie, five years ago, you gave a talk to the high school class of 2017 at an Allison Toby Smart celebration. And I was so moved, I wrote down what you said. And I've kept it all these years. You said, all day and every day, we are helping each other become who we will eventually be. Remember this, that every person you come into contact you speak to, each person you secretly judge, is somebody that you are helping towards their destination good or bad. And when you think about who you surround yourself with, choose the ones that are helping you to your destination. And then, Sylvie, you quoted C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis said, there are no ordinary people. You have never met a mere mortal Nations, cultures, arts, and civilization, these are mortal and they will soon be gone. But it is immortals whom we joke with, work with, marry, snub, and exploit. Next to the blessed sacrament itself, your neighbor is the holiest object presented to your senses. And so, Sylvie, since practically you were a child, you have been reminding us that our neighbor is holy and that the person in the ditch is our priority. You have always said, if you are wounded, you are mine for the healing. If you are broken, you are mine for the mending. If you are sad, you are mine for the listening. And if you are lonely, you are mine for the friendship. That's what you've told us over and over and over again. So thanks and thanks and ever thanks. When Jesus gets finished with his story, he looks his interrogator in the eye, this lawyer, and he says, and which one of these three do you think 
is the neighbor to the man who fell among thieves. And the lawyer cannot even bring himself to speak the disgraceful name Samaritan. So he says, well, the one who showed him mercy, of course. And Jesus says, go and do likewise. Likewise. 